Welcome back to FNA Van Life, the podcast. I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And today we're going to be talking about, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> today we're talking about buying and selling a Van Life van. Oh, okay. And before we go on, guys, we have a bunch of really good content all about Van Life over at youtube.com slash FNA Van Life. You can find us there. There's tons of helpful videos as well as we do these podcasts. Yeah, and sorry if there's a little bit of background noise today. We're currently waiting for our laundry to be finished at the <laughs> laundromat, and it seems like we've picked the loudest laundromat on the history of the planet. It's literally right off the highway in Utah here, so everybody flies around in Utah. The speed limits are a little bit aggressive here, but you know, I like it. You get to drive fast. <laughs> so that's, I guess, an update of where we are right now. We are in Utah. We were in Flagstaff for longer than I think we thought we would be in Flagstaff. For sure. We had some friends there that we were visiting with, um, Forrest and Alex, Alex, who are at Luna underscore the badass van. Uncle and Kevin, he's uh, at Van Life underscore Unchained on Instagram. Uh, he wound up meeting us there, and then we also hung out with Kat and Zach. Yeah. We did a van tour with them, which was super fun. So it was a really good time in Flagstaff, and there was so much to do, and there was an awesome campsite just like 10 minutes out of town. Mm. So we really just kind of like hung out. Well, and during that time, we were actually in the process of selling our van. So, mm-hmm. you know, we we want to talk about the, that today on today's podcast, like where to sell it, how to sell it. Um, there's so many different sites you could go on and put it up for sale, some of them being free, some of them being a little bit more expensive, but mm-hmm. it might be worth it for the market that you're looking for. Yeah, so I guess starting from the beginning... Well, we should talk about why we're in Utah and where we're headed first, I think. Sure. Yeah, so uh, right now we're in Utah and we're actually headed up towards the Wolfpack Roundup, which is going to be this big event up in uh, Oregon, just south of Bend, about three hours south of Bend, I think it is. And uh, yeah, that's going to be our last trip here in Lolo, which Mm -hmm. we're sad and excited all at the same time because this has been our home for about a year now Mm -hmm. and we're totally gonna miss her when that time comes yeah it's weird because now that like i feel like everything happened very quickly in terms of selling the van like our plan generally was to sell the van maybe like after this winter we had this big long trip that we wanted to take all like down to Florida, up to Canada, across Canada to the Rockies, and then down into Seattle, and then maybe look at the possibility of selling the van. I guess the main thing right now, it's a seller's market. So it's like a perfect opportunity for us to part ways with Lolo and build something new. And it's a good market for us. It's a good market for other people to buy. So mm-hmm. we were able to sell Lolo for a good price, as well as the people out of Gettner now have a brand new home on wheels, in a sense. In the sense of the living space is brand new. Mm-hmm. You know? But uh, go ahead. Yeah, so I guess we decided we had a long talk with Kevin about, you know, why are you going to put all these miles on the van if you know that you're going to sell it anyways? And, you know, right now, like Frankie said, is a seller's market. So we don't know, you know, if people are going to be wanting to scoop up vans like they are right now, you well, know, it all depends five on, like, months from now. Say five months from now, things are different with the pandemic and everything, you know, and the pandemic, everything starts to go back to normal. There's going to be a ton of people selling their vans for pennies on the dollar, I feel like, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So because there's, there's going to be an abundance of them at that point, unless life changes and there's a lot of people actually swinging to this lifestyle. Yeah. And so that's the reason that it is a seller's market right now is because so many people are looking to van life 
because of COVID, because they can't travel internationally or they can't go on, you know, vacations like they used to. So kind of like RVs and road trips and things like that are what people can do right now. Mm -hmm. And so people are buying vans very readily, Mm -hmm. which means, you know, there's not a huge supply of fully built out you know, tiny homes on wheels. So, you know. Well, and I think that ours is one of the nicer builds, I would like to say. I mean, maybe I'm just biased because it's ours. But, <laughs> you know, I, I really think we put a lot of time, effort, and thought into our build. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it was our first time building one out and our first time actually traveling on the road, we didn't know exactly what we were going to need and how we wanted, wanted everything to work. But we did a pretty good job. Yeah, and I feel like most people, when they come in here, are like, wow, it's really like a home. Like, it feels homey. It's got, like, warm touches. It mm-hmm. feels... You know, like when we close all of our windows up at night, we're just in our little apartment. Yeah, it really feels like a little apartment. It's really incredible, too, because you you see these other builders out there building these vans and whatnot, and they're so, like... Um, Everyone's the same. Like, there's no difference between right. them. You have one or two layouts. That's it. You know, with all this, the wood is the same. All the finishings are the same. Yeah. With this, you have a completely different type of build out, and that's why I think it's really amazing when you build it for yourself or you buy it from somebody who has built one for themselves. Right. So if you go look on websites like Van Life Trader, um, which is actually one of the spots where we listed the van, you'll see that the prices of the vans are like, wow. (laughs) Yeah, some of them are pretty outrageous, uh, especially for the type of build that's inside of them. Yeah. Some of them are very bare minimum, and they're still selling them for sixty dollars to $80,000. Which is crazy. And so, you know, when we looked at that and the fact, you know, that people were buying these things, you know, up and it was, you know, just sold sign after sold sign on all of these vans, we were like, dang, maybe we should, you know, if we're planning on doing a new build anyways... What's the real difference in doing it now versus five months from now? And as soon as we listed it, so let's talk about where we listed it. Yeah, we listed it on uh, um, Facebook Market. Yeah, on right? Craigslist. Craigslist. On Van Life Trader. Correct. Um, so Van Life Trader, how much is it to list? Van Life Trader, they have a couple different levels of listing. So I think the most basic listing is $20 just to list. They have a $25 listing, which is to get them to share potentially share you on Instagram. I guess they leave that in there. Bam, bam, we got it. I think they thought that ours was a great value for what you would get. And in, also and our van is it. very photogenic, yeah, too. Yeah. So like the photo that they shared is very beautiful. Mm. And so... You know, obviously, if you put up a van that's, you know, not a good value and looks like junk, then they reserve the right to not share it on their Instagram or whatever. But they have somewhere around 100,000 followers. Mm -hmm. So I figured for the extra five bucks to kind of promote our van a little bit more, um, why not? Right. And let's also talk about what we listed it for at first. We listed it for, well, before we go on to that, let's talk about, let's talk about, um, Let's talk about the other places. So Craigslist. Right. So Craigslist costs five dollars to uh-huh. list a vehicle, which was fine. Honestly, I didn't get that many responses from Ooh. Honk honk one. honk. Um, I got like a couple of responses from Craigslist, but nothing really all that promising or useful or like, you know, and maybe because we had it listed in Flagstaff, which is a smaller market, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but 
when we were looking for vans, we definitely looked on Craigslist. We looked on eBay as well. And actually, one of the vans that we went to look at to possibly purchase, um, we were really excited about it. We found it on Craigslist. Yeah, we found it on Craigslist, and it was uh, $21,000, $21,500 for a 2011 or was it 2011? Yeah, 2010 or uh, 11. Freightliner Sprinter Dually 3500. Right. And it was the 170, so it was the long body. It was sort of exactly what we were looking for. Right. But it had 144,000 miles on it. I mean, for a diesel, that's still, a, you know, a baby for the most part. You know, you're just breaking her in about 100,000. So... You know, we thought it was a fair fair value for the time that we're in. Right. So we went to look at it. We drove all the way to Phoenix, which is like a two-hour drive. Test we get it. there. We test drive it. We're like, oh, my gosh, cool. Like, we're sold. Yeah. We're buying it. I and mean, it was pretty immaculate. Oh, and my God. It, had, it actually had solar on the roof and two fans cut in already. Right. So it was like, it already had some bones. Yeah, and you know, a little bit structure. of insulation and whatever. Yeah. So then the guy who's selling it says to us, hey, like, I'd love to sell it to you right now, but it's currently listed on eBay and the auction ends in two hours. Yeah. So I can't sell it to you until the eBay auction is done. So we actually jumped on the eBay and uh, tried to buy it in the auction. We we immediately wrote a uh, you know a hundred dollars more than the last person, and then immediately they automatically bidded. So they must have had their thing on automatic or like a robot bid. or something. Yeah. yeah. So you know when we put the bid in and then we were immediately outbid. We were like. Psh. You know, maybe this isn't for us because what are we gonna like put another hundred and then they put another hundred and da 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 da. And stressful. then it just gets crazy and then so we were like, okay, you know, whatever's meant to be will be. But all that to say that legitimate vans do exist on eBay, which I was kind of skeptical about. Like, yeah. you've never seen this van. You know, you don't get like it might be on the other side of the country where you're from, and but you know, really nice vans do get sold on eBay. Correct. So all that to say that, you know, eBay is another place that you could look. Facebook Marketplace is actually where we got the majority of our contacts from. So we yep. got a ton of messages from people on Facebook Marketplace. Um, lots of, like, I don't want to say tire kickers, but, like, people who had a lot of questions. Yeah. So, like, I would go back and forth with them on Facebook Messenger, like, which could For be like days at a time, yeah. and you know, I would answer the question, and then you know, half an hour later, they would come up with a new one, and then da 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 da. Yep. So it was definitely a lot of work and just like but stressful. I, mean, I guess that's what you're looking like. It's going to happen when you're selling something for twenty five thousand dollars, right? You know. Yeah, for sure. And so you know, I wouldn't want you to not be fully informed, Correct. you know, and we wrote out a whole listing explaining everything about Lolo and blah, blah, blah. And so yep. we tried to give more information, you yep. know, we want to be fully uh, transparent. Right. We want to make sure that they have all the information they need about the van before mm -hmm. they make the big decision to buy the van. Right. So you can read everything about it. And then, yeah, if you have questions, great. But like, you know, how many, you know, qu like people were asking me questions about like, you know, what is it like to live in a van? Or, like, you know, where? what would happen if you were, like, sick in a van? Like, where would you be sick? Like, Where do like, I fill up water? How do you how You know, do you and I'm like, I'm like, these are great questions. But not but like, for not, Yeah. Like, you're asking questions that have nothing to do with the purchase yeah, go, of a van. Go check out our videos or our podcast. Right? I should have just been things. like, here's the YouTube video that explains that. Yeah, correct. Um, but so, anyway, so after, like, a whole lot of back and forth and back 
back and forth. Um, so I think actually the buyer from the van, so Van Life Trader actually also brought in a lot of emails. Yes. So I got a lot of emails from Van Life Trader people, went back and forth with a bunch of them, talked with a bunch of them on the phone. Um, they felt like more serious buyers mm -hmm. than the Facebook buyers. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's eventually who ended up buying the van is yeah. somebody from Van Life Trader. And it was interesting. We had a buyer basically lined up right before that, and that one sort of just fell through. And they were like, "Well, if you got another buyer, go with that person." And we we're like, "Okay, cool." You know, yeah, that's gonna happen when you're trying to. And sell the a other thing about selling a van is that it's really hard to get financing for vans like this. Uh -huh. So you know, the Kelly Blue Book value of the van is probably, which if you don't know what that is, it's like a standardized price of what a van, you know, like say ours, like a 2003 Dodge Sprinter should usually sell between this price and this price. Yeah. Well, obviously the price of our van is going to be more than that because it's got a whole house in the back yeah, of it. Full home. It's not just an empty box, right? Yeah. So, um, you know. Well, then you also got to take into consideration the time and, you know, the um, energy that was spent in building it. So you have to put that in perspective as well. So the value of that is going to go up even more because the person who ever built it needs to get paid as well. You know, or the value of their time is part of it. Right. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... The more serious buyers came from Van Life Traders, so it's a good thing that we spent the $25 to list there. Um, the last couple of days where, you know, it was kind of coming down to like, we're going to find somebody. We had so many emails of people who were like, I love this van. I want to buy it. Like, call me. Like, Cash in hand, ready to go. Yeah. And so, oh, that's what we were talking about, financing. Mm -hmm. So because the value is a little bit skewed as to what, like, a van is valued at. Well, the bank, the bank can't really value it. No, know? the bank has a hard time valuing it. And they're like, well, why are you paying that much for this van? That doesn't make any sense. They don't generally do car loans for um, commercial vehicles. Correct. Or RVs. Yeah. So, you know, if your van falls into either of those categories, it's going to be very hard for somebody to get financing for it. Yeah, you probably have to find a specific lender that's specifically for, you know, RVs or campers or right. something like that. Or take out a personal loan yeah. or something like that. And even that, banks have been drawn back on and not given out personal loans, I guess, just due to the time that we're in. Well, you know, yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I called my bank to try to get a personal loan and they for, like, you know, the next van that we're buying. And they were like, oh, we haven't done those for years. And I'm like, yeah, well, what the heck is the point of a bank if you don't lend people money? Exactly, right? They just want to take it and invest it. Right. And that's it. And then you for it. Yeah. So anyway, so it's hard to find a buyer, especially if you're over a certain price ticket, because that buyer basically has to have cash. Yeah. And so it's, you know, or that kind of limits the pool. Or have an opportunity to get their own personal loans in some other way. Right. So one of the people who was going to buy the van, their financing fell through. Yep. So that didn't work out. Um, anyways, so our final buyer was ready to move forward immediately. And yep. so she lives on the other side of the country. She was not in a position to come and like look at the van, obviously, mm -hmm. um, but was sure of what she'd read in the listing and what we talked about and so sent us a $500 deposit. Correct. And so that $500 deposit to us was like, okay, we're going to, you know, we when we get more emails and when we get more calls from people, we're going to say, you know, the sale is pending, blah, yeah, blah, blah. Correct. 
And we now know that we have a serious buyer at that point. Well, yes. And then so the agreement was that we she would give us 50% um, on a certain date because that's when she was getting her money coming in for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then 50% upon delivery of the vehicle. Yeah. So... You know, we got the $500, which is great, but then you don't really know if you have a for sure buyer until you get that next payment. Correct. Um, So we got the next payment. So now we're like, all right, she's serious. We're serious. Like, let's do it. And as much as we were said that Lolo's going to sell, we were also excited for our new adventures that were going to come out of this. You know, we're going to start a new build series. Once again, over on YouTube, we're going to be doing a whole entire build series. So look forward to that, guys. And yeah, we now know we have a serious buyer and we're going to move forward with that. So we decided that we're going to ship the van to them as well so we can keep the van with as low miles as possible and then we don't have to worry about driving all the way across the country. Yeah, I think as soon as the van sold, Frankie's like, I don't even want to drive to like the corner store. Like, what if somebody bumps the van or what if something happens or, you know, because like obviously... This, want this van kind of belongs to someone else now. Yeah, like as yeah. much as it's still in our possession and, and we're sitting in it right now, and it's she not was, ours. And she was nice enough to like allow us to stay in the van until our event is done that we're going to, the yeah. Wolfpack Roundup. Um, she knew about that. We said we can't really actually sell it until that time. And she was cool with it. So, you know, all that, everything worked out perfectly, you know? Yeah. So we are on route to Oregon Frankie busted his cell phone, so we had to do the insurance claim. So we're waiting in Cedar City, Utah, until the shipment comes in a couple of days. Yep. And then we're heading to the Wolfpack So Roundup. instead of us like doing like two hours here, three hours there, now we're going to have to shoot for like six hours a day. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a couple of like really luxurious, relaxing days, and then like driving, driving, driving. Yeah. <laughs> we're about 12 hours away at the point that we're at right now. So it's yeah. not too far of a drive, but it's enough. You know, it's yeah. enough to, to put a little bit. Definitely want to break it up us. into yeah. two days. So, anyways, let's talk about delivery of the van. Yep. So, obviously, as a seller, what we want to do is obviously emptying out all of our personal belongings, but then we also want to clean the van and make sure that it's, you know, a beautiful, fresh canvas. Yes. You know, like if you were selling a house or like, you know, moving into a new apartment or whatever, mm-hmm. like if you walked into that new apartment and there was like dirt and dust and like, you know, the carpets were moldy, like you'd yeah, be like, like, what did I just, what did I just get myself yeah. into? All right. So the battery died and we had to flip our laundry. Yeah. So, a little intermission action. A little intermission. So I think we were at the part where we were talking about just buttoning up things in the van for the people who are getting it next. Yeah. We want to make sure that when they get it, because we're shipping it to them as well. So that's a little bit of another thing that we could talk about is shipping vans. Oh, yeah. Because I think a lot of people, on, when you see the listings, they might not be anywhere near you. Um, and so shipping a van is an option. Obviously, domestic will be less expensive than international. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but so for a big van of this size to basically go from one side of the country to the other. So we're shipping, excuse me, from... Oregon. Oregon to Illinois. Yeah, Missouri area probably. Yeah. Um, is a, 
over two thousand dollars? Yeah, it's just over two thousand dollars. I think it was quoted for twenty three to twenty five thousand dollars. I'm sorry, twenty three to twenty five hundred dollars. <laughs> so it's thousand. I wouldn't yeah, be doing it. I wouldn't it. be doing it either. We'd be driving it happily. Over. Yeah. Um, I'm actually also using uh, my friend's company as well, um, Maraska Moving Company. I think is what it's called, and uh, it's actually a kid that I went to high school with, and we played basketball together. So at least I know the money's going back to one of my friends as well. Right. And then the truck driver obviously gets a nice cut off of it. Sure. Everybody gets a little hit from it. So you know we're supporting a bunch of other businesses when we do this. So you know. The people will be happy with the less miles and mm-hmm. then the, you know... And also the delivery time frame because this the buyer that we have needs the van before a certain date. So yeah. for us to leave the Wolfpack Roundup and get it to them before that date, we would just be, like, driving. Yeah. And so... You know, we're traveling with Uncle Kevin as well because obviously after we give the person the van, we don't have anywhere to live. So Kevin is very gracefully offered to tow all of our belongings in a U-Haul trailer behind the van and then we can stay with him. Yeah, we could all crash together in the revel. Yeah, and so not that we necessarily want a super dilly-dally, but at least then we would have the ability to take a more southern route to Florida, which will be warmer. Yeah, and then Kevin and I could also switch off driving, so depending on, like, what his timeline is and what he wants to make it there. Yeah, and then we we can, can, like, enjoy some places and, like, if, you know, we want to stop somewhere and, like... You know, just, like, have a, have a more good, fun time. Yeah. You know, um, rather than being like, okay, we have to drive across the country, and if we're not there by this day, then that's not cool. You know, and so... There may be some, like, southern uh, national parks we can hit up to, yeah. you know, that we've never been to. None of us have really driven that southern part of yeah, the Yeah, so country. we're all really excited about it. Um, but so shipping the van was kind of the best way to allow us to do this fun trip and get the van to the buyer in the best time frame. Yeah. As well as for us, we're going to put a list together of potential dealerships that we'll stop at. Yeah, we need to find our new van. So let's kind of move on to purchasing a van. So we've kind of listed some of the places that you can purchase a van based on where we were selling And that's already fully built. Yeah, and I mean, you can buy rigs of any kind of shape and color from completely empty to half builds Mm -hmm. to full builds. I think Van Life Trader specifically would have more of like a build-out type. Yeah. Where like Craigslist and Facebook Market and eBay and these other spots would have the empty van as well as some of the other ones. Yeah, so depending on what you want to buy, you know, some people just want to buy the finished van, move in, and be done. Yeah. Other people want the empty van so they can build it themselves. Yeah. So, you know, buying an empty van, I mean, I feel like they both kind of have the same things. You want to make sure that you're getting, you know, good value, that, you know, the engine is sound, that the body of the vehicle is sound. Yes. There's no, like, uh, structural rust that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you want to make sure that the person selling it to you is being honest, too. Like, if it's an older van and they're like, oh, it's perfect, everything's great, everything's works great, you to, know, like, maybe... Yeah, it's probably not true. I mean, the best thing to do is to be transparent. Yeah. Completely transparent. Let them know everything that's going on. That way they know what they're getting when they get the van. Or that way you know what you're getting when you bought your van. Right. You know, you want to you wanna try to stick to somebody who's being honest with you because mm-hmm. then you know the value and what you're willing to pay for that specifically. And everybody has a different understanding of what that is. Right. And if you kind of look at the marketplace, you'll get a sense of like, what is good value and what is just like way overpriced or, you know, way underpriced. Yes. Um, 
you know, for fully built out vans on Van Life Trader, I think the least expensive one was like 18000 Yeah, and that was for like a mediocre van build. For like a very small build. Very you couldn't small stand van, up all stand the way. Yep. You know, so it's pricey out there right now to buy a fully built out rig. Mm-hmm. And also right now, I mean, even when we were searching for our van originally, it was hard to find Sprinter vans. Yeah. Because people were just scooping them up so fast, especially, mm-hmm. you know, the older models with the T1N engine, which is very, you know, desirable. Well, because you could you, you could work on it yourself, you know, you don't have to worry about going to a mechanic and having it diagnosed and doing all these things. So it gives you an opportunity to really take it to any mechanic rather than just Mercedes or, you know, XYZ, um, where... Some of these other vehicles, now that are newer, you have to bring it directly to, say, the dealership. Right. And if you just bought a brand new one, that's great. And you could just go to the dealership because it's probably still under warranty. warranty and you've probably got some kind of, you know, service agreement where, you and, know, they and, pay for a certain amount of, you know, oil changes. And all this goes with based on, like, what your funds are like, you know. So if you have... Um, you know, a pocketbook that only has X amount of dollars and all you could afford is something, you know, cheaper Then maybe you can't go to the dealership. Yeah. I feel like right now, if you don't have a lot of money, it would be very hard to get into a finance or or a completely built out rig. Yeah. Correct. Because they're just so expensive right now. Um, and I think that it would be hard. I think that your better bet would be to like you know, finance maybe a minivan or yep. finance, you know, an empty van. And then build it out maybe fairly cheap for yourself. And for like the time build it being. out like step by step. Yep. Like Kat and Zach have a no build build, which is basically an empty box. Um, but they've, you know, gotten free stuff and added to it. And, you know, I think, you know, if you are budget conscious, that that might kind of be your best bet. Yeah, um, you know, Cat and Zach really have a beautiful little build, even yeah. though it's a no-build build, and it gives you a lot of understanding that you don't have to start off with, like, the cream of the crops type of build. Right. You could work your way up to that, you know, take your time getting to it, find a job in a- different areas, and, you know, work digitally, whatever it is, get your pocketbook up, and then start working on building it out even nicer. Right. But there are deals to be found. I mean, you might have to wait a while and you might have to be watching. Or just have the right timing. Yeah. You know, or meet the right person or whatever. But, you know, if you're trying to find something, you know, don't be discouraged that it's a seller's market because, you know, people are scooping these things up. um, But that means that you should be able to find one too. Correct. Yep. I mean, I... We're excited to get into our new van now. We're excited to find the new van, figure out what that's like. And when we know more about that stuff, too, as well, we'll do another podcast based on that. Yeah, so what's our plan for buying a new van? Our plan, I think, for buying a new van is we're going to put together an email list of all the potential dealerships along our route back to Florida. And then we're going to say we're looking for this type of van. We're looking for this specific stuff. And this is what, you know, give us your best offer. That way, all these dealerships are tethered into the same email, and nobody could, like, you know, jump hoops or. Well, it's like they're all automatically in competition with each other. So they're automatically going to try to give you the better deal because they want the sale. Right. So hopefully that works. That's what Kevin did for his Winnebago Revel. He got one of the best prices on that. Probably in the nation. Yeah, I mean, on his uh, forum that he's in, that's all Winnebago Revel owners, they were all talking about, I guess, the price of their rigs and stuff, and him and, like, two others were, like, super low compared to everybody else. Right. 
So, you know, hopefully it works for us too. We've got a nice long drive back to Florida to figure it out. Um, but for the time being, if you guys don't follow our YouTube channel, be sure to go over there. It's just youtube.com slash Life because we are going to the Wolfpack Roundup. It's going to be an amazing event. We're actually going to be going live every day from the Wolfpack Roundup at 3 p.m. Pacific time. So that will be 6 o'clock Eastern time. So, uh, yeah, definitely check in, see what's going on at the Wolfpack Roundup. People are going to be in crazy costumes. There's going to be a bunch of different types of nomads there. Whether you're living in a bus, a van, uh, a box truck, uh, you could be living in your car, a regular minivan, whatever it is, we don't care. We're just open to good experience with good people. And we feel like that this lifestyle really brings that to the table. Yeah, so we're really excited. It should be a good time. Of course, we're taking, you know, safety precautions in terms yeah. of COVID and mask wearing and hand washing and all those kind of things. Um, but we're excited to, you know, socially distanced meet a lot of people. Yeah. And um, just kind of enjoy a good time. And hopefully we get a bunch of van tours for you guys as well. Van and bus tours, box truck, whatever it is that we come across. And we could be putting out tons of content for you guys to see these different types of vans and the different way people live live on the road, promote those people as well, because that's what we're about, is just bringing people up, you know? Yeah, so if you are in the market buying or selling a van, and this podcast has helped you at all, uh, be sure to give it a five-star rating, or I don't know how podcasts work, but do that thing that you do that makes it, give it a everybody up. know that you like this podcast. Yeah, share it with some people. Yeah. If you have some friends that are looking into this lifestyle too as well, there's tons of helpful information here, as well as on our YouTube channel, and we're just going to try to keep pushing out the content for you guys, and yeah, we love you guys, and we're so thankful that you listen, and that you watch the channel and you know you you keep up with our lifestyle yeah so we'll see you in the next podcast or over on youtube all right see you for now if you guys are loving this fna podcast and you want more you're in luck we've decided to release a special exclusive podcast every single month that's going to take you way more behind the scenes on what van life is really like all you have to do is just join our patreon and we're going to hook you guys up Patreon is a website where you can support creators that you love, hopefully like us, FNA Van Life. For a small monthly donation, you guys can get more podcasts from us and also direct access to our YouTube videos before they even come out. Go to FNAVanLife.com slash Patreon to sign up today and get instant access to so much behind the scenes content.